Hey everyone, what's up? It's Chase. Welcome to another episode of the show. Happy to be here with you right now. And uh, before I dive in, I want to um, raise a flag, if you will, and ask if you are a new listener and perhaps you discovered me through my book, Creative Calling, then I get a surprise because for anyone who has purchased the Creative Calling book, you receive a free companion class at Creative Live. I think it's like a hundred bucks. So if you have bought the book, it's zero. And I want to recognize that we all learn in different ways. Uh, that's one of the reasons we pulled something together at Creative Live that you could watch and listen to. And it extends all of the topics of the book. It also features a few special guests. And today's episode is one of those special guests. And it is an excerpt from that class that is uh, so worth it. Again, I want to direct you to uh, the creativelive.com slash creative calling. Uh, that page in order to redeem your class if you have purchased the book. And now on to what you're really here for, to have yours truly in your ears with one esteemed guest. And this guest has been on the show before, some time ago, uh, and she is one of my favorite people. Just a superstar and a firecracker. And one of the reasons I wanted her on the show today is because when I think about community, I think about this woman, this all-star named Jasmine Starr. See what I did there with the star thing? Yeah. Um, Jasmine Star helps entrepreneurs build a brand and market it on social media. She's a photographer and a business strategist. And after quitting law school, she picked up a camera, built a huge internationally recognized and respected business, one of the top wedding photographers in the world. And now she not only continues to be a photographer, but she's really focused on building an amazing brand called Social Curator and also teaching other people to do the same, to build the career and life of their dreams. Now, in addition to chasing those wild dreams, Jasmine works with her husband, who is someone that I love. Uh, I think I think he comes up in this episode. Uh, and a grumpy dog that she <laughs> features heavily, both those characters on her Instagram feed, which I would love for you to check out. Um, and you'll likely find her uh, walking the shores and sidewalks and streets of her hometown, Newport Beach, California, with gluten-free donuts. Um, it, it gives me a great, you know, a great deal of pleasure to have her on the show. I think this may be her third time. She was one of my first five guests back in, I believe, 2009, 2010. Um, some of the things we cover in addition to, you know, the backstory, uh, Jasmine's backstory are community and cultivating that community. Because again, if you've read the book or you're familiar with it, this is one of the most overlooked um, areas for creating success in any field. Most people think that this is, that life in fact is a solo act, but uh, those of us who've tapped into our special calling and pursued it know that community is king. It's critical. So in our conversation, we retrace a little bit of this, but mostly she gives three really practical steps. One, how to create content that your community can find because that is a way to grow your community. Number two is how to create a personal connection because after all, we're humans, we're social animals and that's what other humans connect to. They connect to people and ideas and the connection, the sparks that fly around ideas, around shared values. And Jasmine talks a lot about how to create that personal connection. And then third, how to be consistent. Because let's be real, if you just put out one thing on a Tuesday and then you wait six Fridays to do another thing and 
that does not build a community, right? A community is built on consistency and that's you consistently showing up for that community and to be a part of that community. So in addition to those three sort of main headlines, you know, she really distills how to um, focus on genuine connection, not just internet connection and not just um, uh, a facade, like how to really build that connection non in an authentic and non-transactional way. Now, I, it's not the first time you've heard me say how important it is to be authentic. Uh, Jasmine does a really nice job in this um, conversation uh, about making the point that people are going to have their opinions of you, whether you're authentic or not, and how much easier it is to show up and be real if we can just decide that who we are is enough and we're going to present ourselves in everything and all our imperfection because that's what people actually like they're drawn to that they're they're drawn to reality and to authenticity so you might as well show up that way um, we also uncork some of what she calls our biggest mistakes one of which is caring what other people think and um, i think i've laid enough groundwork here to get into the show before we do uh, i want to remind you go to if you've got a copy of the book and, and on any platform in any shape or form and you have the receipt whether that's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookseller, you can go to creativelive.com slash creativecalling, put it in there, get this free class for which this is a teeny excerpt. Uh, I think it's a, somewhere around four hours long. Uh, Jasmine's episode is much shorter than that, or Jasmine's segment is much shorter than that. But that's what I was very excited to share today, building community with my dear friend Jasmine Starr. So I'm going to get out of the way. And before we do, just a super quick word from our sponsor, and then let's get into it. Hey, oh, hey, uh, new sponsor alert. So this episode of Chase Jarvis Live is brought to you by Creative Live. And you all know, yeah, of course, I am the founder of that company. But I got to just be straight up. This is unequivocally, no questions asked, the best place in the world for creator and entrepreneurial education. I mean, frankly, nothing even comes close. And it's the only one that's focused specifically on photography, design, video, art, music, craft, and maker and the ability to make a living and a life in all those disciplines. It's where the best teachers in the world, where Pulitzer Prize winners, New York Times bestsellers, the best of the best go to teach. So of course, I'm biased, but I, I just encourage you to check it out because nothing else comes close. And you will be on your way to join millions of other folks in our creative community there learning from the world's top experts. Okay, that's it, that's my soapbox. That is the commercial, and we'll hope to see you over Creative Live. Now, let's get back to the show. We are approaching now one of my favorite segments of the book of this companion class because it's about something that's most wildly misunderstood. We've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot of ground. Now, we're going to talk about something that I think is critical, and that is community. In the book, it's called Amplify. It's because our community is the thing that amplifies our idea. We are just one human, just one voice, and we know that in, in order to make our ideas manifest in the world, in order to launch a business, to show the world, it's not a nice to have to have a community. It's a requirement. Yes, we can sit in our basement and draw, and we can get value from that, but that I don't think that is where we want to stop. And I, I experience people, millions of people around the world in the Creative Live universe, in my personal universe, who have really committed to their own through developing a community and sharing their ideas. That is one of the things that I feel like is this gap. We're gonna talk a little bit more about it, 
but when I think about community, there's some one, one individual comes to mind more than so many others, but it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough way to think about it because there's so many people who are on the internet, have built big audiences, but there are a few people who are masters at adding more value than they take. And one of these people is our guest today. She is a dear friend of mine, one of the top wedding photographers in the world way back in 2010 when Creative Vibe launched. I want to tell a short story. I've, I've, I've called Jasmine and said, I really think you should do a live wedding on the internet. We'll actually put together a couple. We'll do a live wedding if you'll shoot it. And we, there was a little bit of cajoling, maybe a little negotiation, a little bit of please, a little bit of begging me, begging her. Um, she finally said yes. And then when we did that class, it was the largest class in the history of the world. More than 150,000 people in that class tuned in as Jasmine Starr shot a wedding live on the internet. I have this amazing screen cap of global Twitter. It's Jasmine Starr, creative live wedding, uh, Barack Obama, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> and so when, you know, I just, the courage with which she approached that is a signal to how strong and brave she is in the world. She has um, built such a huge and amazing business in what she calls social curator, which is her online business where she provides assets for those people who are building their business. She's a, not only is she a photographer, she's a business strategist, one of my dear friends. When I need help, I call her. When she gets in a pinch, she calls me. I, I, I can't wait for this segment. I'm super honored. It gives me great privilege, and I want a big Creative Live welcome for Jasmine stars in the house. Woo! Yes. <laughs> well, you uh, you look fabulous as always. But where are you? You're in in, in this garden in the uh, at Versailles or something. What's happening? <laughs> You'll never believe. I told you I had a speaking event this morning. We had to hit the road. We're driving down the five freeway. I'm at a Hilton Garden Inn using the five <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yes. Like I was like, this looks really fancy, but this just goes to show like you have to take what you have and make it work. So thank you to the Holiday Inn for providing like this palace of Versailles <laughs> off the five freeway. Uh, but you know, I show up how I am. I show up how I am. Mm, thank you so much, Jasmine. Well, we have 100 souls gathered here in Seattle. Uh, we have 3,200 gathered online, and we're talking about community. And I, I know you got an advanced copy of my book, and I thank you so much for the feedback that you've given and, and the support and everything that we've done here at Creative Live and this book. Uh, and I just, I don't know if you could hear over the feed, but I just um, share with these folks that not only are you an amazing photographer, but what you've done as a business strategist and now uh, creating social curator, to me it epitomizes community and it's a part of, I think, the creator lifestyle, the, uh, the ability to make a living and a life doing what we love or just to connect and, and be in tune with our creativity. It's something that's wildly misunderstood and you have mastered it. So please, as, I, as we think about community, I want to add some value to the folks here in the in-studio audience and those listening at home. I think of it as something that's misunderstood and it has to be uh, cultivated. So tell me, what is it that, how do you approach community? I see you giving back in ways that most people don't. Most people are just taking from the community. What, is, what are some of your core principles and how do you think about giving back on the internet, building community? Well, I can 
talk about building community in three steps and I only speak about what I know and what I do. Step number one would be to create searchable content. You might think that what you have to share is very basic. You might think that what you have to share has been shared 100,000 times before. Guess what? You can create searchable content based on things from your perspective. And once you start building out that searchable content, people will start stumbling across the thing that you're putting out. Number two, it would be to create a personal connection. So this means even if you have just like 30 Instagram followers, if somebody likes your photo and they don't leave a comment, well, go to your likes, go to their account, and you leave the comment that you ultimately want from that person one day in the future. And then three is going to be a level of consistency. You will have a very hard time having people buy what you sell, create, or do if you aren't consistent with them. So those three tenants will be the foundation for how you can build a community. And community is one of those words that I'm just like, ah, that kind of feels like a buzzword. But to me, it just feels like it's just homies on the internet. Like if you ever want to do life with homies on the internet, you have to give, 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 give far before they'll ever show up for you. I love that. I, and you said something that really resonated with me the way that I talk about it is be the fan that you wish you had. And by showing up for other people, just an example, I have this one friend, she's driving down the freeway on I-5, she pulls over and she does a live broadcast. <laughs> That's called showing up. And, but if you think about like, what it is that, that um, what we're doing in the process of building community is that we're all in this together. We're all doing a lot of this stuff for the first time. We're all looking for feedback, for camaraderie, for companionship, for connection, not yeah. to overuse this word, but in a time where we're arguably more disconnected than ever before, despite having all the tools, there's an opportunity, a real opportunity to build real community through the internet. So the question is, how has what you've done online translated not just into a better uh, business for you, but also a better life. You've, you're so well connected. You, I see you show up at places like Minneapolis and Boston and New York, and you've built a community of like-minded people everywhere you go. Talk to me about that. You know, um, for over a decade, my only trajectory, my only aspiration was to show up for other people. That's just it. And I realized that far before I can ever get a gathering of 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people ever in a single room is to give the type of engagement and relationship that I want. Now, I want to take a step back because I think for so long people felt like, oh, Jasmine, that feels disingenuous. Like you're only doing this for something reciprocal. And I started, it kind of like rubbed against me. Like I am not trying to show up for like what I'm going to get in the future. I, I'm literally showing up because I believe that my purpose is to empower people to believe that the impossible is actually possible for them. But the only way that I can make it, like hound it, pound it in your head, that whatever it is you wanna do, I don't care how freaking crazy and impossible it sounds, you can do it. Now, the only way I can make you believe is if I show up for you again, and again, and again, and again. And I, it's impossible for me to show up in all the places and all the ways, but you DM me, I'm hitting you back. You leave a comment, I'm hitting you back. On the days that you feel like things are really tough and you reach out to me, I'm gonna show up for you. And those are the people, the people who come at me and they're like at their lowest, those are the people who will drive three hours to come to a free event with a cup of coffee just to be like, you were down for me at my low point, I'll be ride or die for you. That is me standing in my purpose, encouraging other people to do wild, gnarly things. And make a point, I am only sharing, I am only reflection of what people did for me. Specifically people like you in 2010, you're like, Jasmine, when you told me, hey, come shoot a wedding, a live wedding on the internet that we're gonna broadcast, I literally was like, 
that can't happen. That's impossible. <laughs> and you're like, do you believe that we could do this? And I was just like, I guess. And so people ran before me to show me what it means to make an impossible thing a possibility. And now I'm so bat trash crazy about teaching people the other things that I'll show up for them because I know that they're going to show up for themselves and then later for me at some point in the future. I think back to that very fondly. I remember our first phone call and I remember the first time we told you there was 33,000 people watching and you were like, <laughs> it's like when your dog looks at you and he goes, what? <laughs> no I was pressure. Like, you made 33, right? <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, I also know we're friends off camera. And so I know a lot about you, and I know that sometimes uh, the folks at home who are listening, they're like, community, that sounds scary, because I'm an yeah. introvert or I'm an ambivert. And so for those folks that when I say community and they get jittery, like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I go to an event and I stand in the corner and I'm just uncomfortable, you've navigated a bunch of those um, fears and thoughts and coached other people through them. So what would be the advice that you would have for a range of personality types with respect to community, both at in-person events and on the internet. And this is Chase being like super polite about basically saying this homegirl is like the most shyest introvert in person. Like she likes to hang out solo all the time. And what people see online is like an outgoing version of me. That's who I am. But naturally, I'm very, very, very introvert. I like time on my own. I like listening more than I like talking. So when you put me in a social situation, the best thing that I have given myself the permission to do is to stand in a corner and watch a room. Because if you give me five minutes to watch room, I could then stand in my power and approach people on my own terms. And you will be the first to know that I will never approach the person in the center of the room. Because the person in the center of the room is in the center of the room for a reason. That person possesses a, a self-assurance and confidence that I will never have in my entire life and I'm okay with it. The people I want to connect with are the other people by the fried food station are the people that are standing in line for the bathroom. The people in the corners who like me were like, oh, let's like lurk in the shadow. Okay, fine, you wanna know why? My business will go farther being genuinely interested in two other like-minded people than trying to get 200 people at a networking event interested in me. I have learned the long and hard way that two people can have a transformative effect on your career. When I say networking, I mean meet two people those two people and you care about them and you show up for them, they're going to be ride or die for you. So I have realized that even though I might not ever be the center of the room and even though I might not be the person cracking jokes or giving speeches, the more events that I go to, I'm meeting with two people, two people, two people, two people. So while I might not do scale, I do a micro conversation that has massive macro possibilities for me in the future. You so eloquently said what so many people think but can't actually put words to it, and I appreciate you, um, the way that you approach it. Part of what I know I immediately was connected with you around was your authenticity. And I think the ability to be authentic sometimes is hard for people because we're worried about judgment, we're worried about that we only have 20 Instagram followers, or we're worried that our business isn't off the ground, or we're worried that we haven't really identified who we are and we're trying to show up and, and define that. So talk to, us, talk to us just a little bit about how you tap into your authenticity because it is such a strength for you and that's part of what gravitates or makes other people gravitate to you, to your content, to your life story, and ultimately your business as well. I have realized that beyond a shadow of a doubt, there will be people who have an opinion about me and there will be people who do not like me. 
And people will have an opinion about me and people will not like me if I am 100% of myself or if I'm 50% of myself. If I'm a shell of what I think people want me to be, they're still gonna have an opinion about it. At the end of the day, my only objective is to be 100% of myself. And if you don't like it, I am okay with that. My only objective is to do one of two things. I want to attract you into my orbit or I want to repel you. I am not here to be liked by every single person. I am here to be liked by a small group of people because small groups of people are the people who incite change. Small groups of people are people who create alliances. Small groups of people are the people who believe in an idea, a philosophy, a trajectory so much that you're willing to come hell or high water, show up for your people and create change. I am not here to be popular. It is not my objective to be liked. My objective is to speak my truth. My objective is to serve you. My objective is to support you. If you don't want any of that, bye. This is the internet. You know where the door is. You followed me. I didn't ask you to follow me. So all that to say, you show up for people, you serve them well, I'm spitting over here. I'm spitting. <laughs> I'm spitting. There's, there's like spit coming out of my mouth. I'm out here preaching at the holiday game. No, I'm just being real. Like authenticity, like you will be light and you will be despised at being 25% of yourself or being 100% of yourself. I sleep well with people not liking me for me being 100. You don't like it, you can look the other way. High five, sister. Boom. Yes, yes. High five. He's laying five, five. Wow. That was fire. <laughs> Woo. Okay, one last question. I know I promised it would be 15 minutes, and you've already been so gracious and gone a little bit longer than that. But here's the question. So I believe that the future of the Internet is... it. It, it's, we're always sort of figuring it out. And we had to figure a lot of stuff out in this first arc, and we're about to embark on a second arc of the internet where the truth that you just spoke is understood. But it takes a, it takes a tribe of people who are willing to show up in order to signal to the rest of the universe that it's not about hiding in the shadow and talking trash on Reddit. That was a thing that we used to be able to hide behind. And as you step uh, into your yourself, and as you are such an amazing shining example for those of or for for all of us, what is one thing that you find having coached so many people around the world, all of the people in your amazing social curator uh, universe? What's the one thing that people m make the what's the it's the largest mistake that the most people you see make, and how can we fix it? Um. The greatest gift that you can give yourself is an undaunted and unparalleled belief in your ability to succeed. Because all you will hear from others who do not understand the thing that you do is they will say, why are you doing this and is this sustainable? They might not say those exact words, but that's exactly what they mean. Who are you to do this crazy thing? And I believe as an entrepreneur, as a creative, as a dreamer, that you are a visionary. You see a future nobody else sees. It is entirely your objective to paint a picture and work towards that. And anybody else who cannot see it, you should empathetically say, thank you for your opinion. You can keep it to yourself, but I'm going to let my success silence your doubts. That's just it. The, the biggest mistake I see anybody making is caring or thinking about what other people say. 
Those people can't see your future. Only you can. I'm going to do me. And when I get to my future self, I'm going to clap it up and say, thank you for your doubts. Thank you for instilling fear. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. And I'm greater because I pushed through all of that and watch me shine. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jasmine Starr. Woo. So grateful for you. Thank you, Jasmine. I'm gonna give you a call a little bit later as you're a little further north on I-5. Thank you so much for showing up for us today. One more big round of applause for Jasmine. Thank you so much for showing up, friend. Thank you. Hey, that was an awesome episode. But before you bounce, just I got three quick thoughts. First, thank you for being in this community. It gives me so much juice. I can't even tell you, so much juice that when I hit publish and this show goes out into the ether, that there's an amazing community of like-minded people just like you consuming and sharing the show. So thank you. Second, it would be huge. It would mean the world to me if you left a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Now, we're regularly featured at the top slot there on Apple's podcast page and others in Spotify, etc. And that's because of your reviews. So if you've ever wanted to uh, lend a hand or you got some value from me in the past and you want to pay it forward, that would be amazing. And then lastly, it would also mean the world to me if you shared the content that you get here, whether it's a screenshot or a photo of where you're listening, anything via Instagram stories um, or any other social feeds tagging me and the guests. Now, I repost this content and your comments all the time, so I would love to share your shout outs in my feed too. Um, not only do these shout outs, uh, are, are they good for you and me, but they also help us book amazing guests because they see the reach that you cultivate. This is a way for you to help contribute to the show. So again, I want to say thanks. I'm just at Chase Jarvis. You can use at creative live as well. And the guests are easy to track down because they are, well, they're usually quite well-known people. Um, but again, thank you so much for listening. I'm looking forward to being in your ears again, hopefully tomorrow.